Our annual Walk for Wishes is back in person this year. Join us on Sunday, October 17th at FDR State Park in Yorktown Heights and help grant the wishes of local children battling with critical illnesses. Registration is free and you can spark joy for local wish kids. We have teamed up with local vendors for a safe, family-friendly, pet-friendly, fun-filled event with wish inspiration every step of the way. Wishes are waiting, so we are walking. For more information and to register for free today, visit hudson.wish.org forward slash walk. Our guest in this episode is volunteer chapter supporter and board director, Bob Fuhrer. Bob has been a cornerstone of the chapter since 1996, and maybe before that, we'll find out later on in this episode, and has seen the chapter's growth for over two decades. Bob, welcome to the Wish House Podcast. How are you? How's it going? Oh, it's great, and it's a, it's a privilege to be part of this. Thank you. Absolutely. And we, we were so excited to have you on the podcast because, you know, when we were doing our research at people in our community that have really been a strong part of our foundation of how we started, your name just kept on popping up. And not only in our own research internally between a production team for the podcast, but also with uh, other guests that we've had. So Jane Sherman mentioned your name multiple times. A lot of the 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 real OG uh, members of our uh, <laughs> Make a Wish community kept on bringing your name up of of either how they knew you or you know you brought them in or you know they you know got to know you over the years. So immediately we were like, we need to get Bob on the podcast to talk about how that all started. So share with our listeners a little bit about. Who Bob is, I mean, you've been a fixture in Chappaqua forever. Um, and your know, little bird told me that you are planning to move out of territory, which, you know, we'll talk about as well. <laughs> uh, but share with our listeners a little bit about you and, and kind of where you're from and kind of how you uh, got involved, first involved with Make-A-Wish. Uh, I, I did grow up in Westchester County, at least from the age of five. Um, and I've and my, my family and I have lived in Chappaqua since 1992. So uh, it's, I guess it's 29 years now. It's a long time. I raised three kids here. And um, it's it's been really great. I, I really, We really love the community. You mentioned maybe moving out. Uh, yes, we, you know, we, we go south like the birds um, right. to, the, to the weather. Uh, you know, right now we're kind of juggling two places and, and that'll, you know, that'll change <laughs> in a short time. So, uh, and it's, it's really been, you know, it's really been a great journey. Uh, I, I, you know, make a wish of the Hudson Valley when you had mentioned 1996, it goes back a little bit before that. And it's been a big part of our lives up here you know, the, the Make-A-Wish uh, connection and support. So um very, you know, proud of that, actually, uh, some of the things that we accomplished and mostly how the chapter has evolved. It's yeah. really changed quite a bit. <laughs> Hasn't it changed a lot it's since 1990, yes. even before 96? I mean, you know, just to remind our listeners, you know, this is a podcast in celebration of our 35th chapter anniversary, which means that we were established in 1986. So you were in on really the ground level 
of where we were really starting, kind of getting our legs because we were maybe eight, 10 years in when you first got involved, you know, we were still kind of figuring things out. We were still having some growing pains. Do you remember back when you first started where we were as a chapter? I mean, I'm guessing we were only still only one staff member at the time, right? It's true. Uh, so so I stumbled upon Make-A-Wish in the Hudson Valley. I, I knew of Make-A-Wish before, prior uh, from a, a business trip with a, with a friend whose wife was a, uh, you know, was a volunteer. She told me about it. And I was in Mount Kisco. There was a place called Danny's Cheese Shop. There was a sign on the wall that mentioned a Make-A-Wish golf outing, celebrity golf outing. I was not a golfer at the time. I'm not much of one now. And I, it intrigued me. And I signed up for it. And I, I remember I, I played golf with uh, some baseball players. Uh, Bud Harrelson of the Mets were there. I'm a big Mets fan. And I'm sorry, uh, by the way, for uh, the fandom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a rough go. Uh, and, um, and, and so I went to that event and that was in 1994, I believe. And, or maybe the 93, somewhere around there. And then I thought, wow, this is a great idea to do these golf outings. Uh, I fooled people because when I was organizing a golf outing, I had friends who thought I was a good golfer. I, 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 I corrected them when they when they uh, saw how I played at the time. But um, I remember one one trip I was invited on a golf trip as they thought I could play, and uh, it's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. But uh, I I turned I'll give my age away. I turned forty in nineteen ninety five. I thought I would commemorate it with a golf outing for my friends. Coincidentally, my background is in the toy business. I think you know toys and games. Um, my company is called Next Toy. We create new toy and game ideas. And at the time, we had a hit product that had just come out, and it was a golf product. The name Gator Golf. It's still on the market uh, with, with a different uh, distributor. And I said, "Wow, this is this is great. I'll invite some of my friends." And uh, I think we had twenty-eight of them. And I gave out Gator Golfs to everybody and had a little bit of a goodie bag and gathered stuff. And everybody really loved it. Time. It, was, it was at a public course and uh, it was really kind of slapped together, but it worked. It just happened to work. You have to understand these were the days before emails <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, evites, you know, so, <laughs> so we did everything uh, manually. And then the following year, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a one-time event or not. Mm-hmm. And well, in the in the process of organizing it, I visited the Make a Wish office at the time, which was in Mount Kisco, like a a two-room office on upper floor, um, not very well, you know, organized. <laughs> Nothing like the Wish House today. And uh, I, I don't remember the person there, but I I did remember very early on I met Jane Sherman, and she uh, she's really close to my heart. She she's the one who really uh, 
embraced what I was trying to do and supported it and, and so on. And uh, I'll forever, you know, thank her for that, be indebted to her for that. And as they say, the rest is history, right, Bob? Because, you know, you were one of those chapter supporters that started this whole concept locally of, you know, using a milestone birthday to generate funds for Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley. And, you know, since then, what was, you know, real grassroots, you were picking up the phone, you were sending, you know, letters in the mail to invite people to your golf outing both not only the first time over, but the many, many times after and years later. Uh, but then that's evolved now where we have our Wish Your Way website, which is a sub website of our chapter website, where you can go and set up a fundraising page online. And people are doing the same exact right. thing that you did back in 1992, 93, um, by hosting a, uh, a fundraiser in honor of their milestone event, whether yeah. it's a birthday, anniversary, right. whatever. And so while things have evolved, the concept, it hasn't, you know, which is people wanting to give back to their local community to make an impact on wish kids lives. And you mentioned that, you know, Jane was, you know, early on a a huge, you know, uh, supporter of yours, you know, in getting this stuff off the ground, but your event really was a a cornerstone event for us for many, many years. Um, So we, on behalf of everyone at the chapter, we can't thank you enough for, having a 40th birthday and, and thinking of us during that time, but then keeping yeah. it going. Cause I mean, your event went, when I first started, I think it was still going like in 2007. I remember, I think, um, I think that was one of the first times that you and I had met was one of your events. So um, that was, you know, so you kept it going for yeah. a long time. Well, you know, the I was, as I said, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a one time thing or not. And then as fate would have it, uh, I got, I got actually very sick in 96. Um, and the people in my office who supported the event uh, had a couple of young, young guys, wonderful guys. And, and I said, oh, I don't know if I should do it. I'm going through all these treatments. And they said, oh, now you have to do it more than ever. <laughs> and, and it wasn't a hard convince, but uh, it was a great distraction, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so the the second event was in '96. Uh, the first one was '95. The second event was '96. We had 28 people the first year. Uh, the second year we were close to 40, and um, and we started. I don't know if you remember, but we used to give away goodie bags. We used to uh, contact all these toy companies or the companies I was working with and send them in. And when you're asking for 30 or 40 or something, it was easier. Then the third year, we, we moved to a different course, uh, a little bit uh, nicer one. Actually, it's now the Trump course in Briarcliff, but mm-hmm. at the time it was, uh, it was a, called Briar Hall, I think. And then we had, I think, the third year, 70 or 80 people. And the fourth year, like 100. And then we had to move to uh, Centennial, which had three nine whole courses and i remember one year we had 192 people sign up so if you ever run a golf outing <laughs> you know <laughs> you can't do it with 18 holes now we had 109 we had 192 people uh signed up and there was a monster storm and we we tried to 
you know, keep the thing going. And it, it just, we just couldn't pull it off that day. We had to postpone it. It was in June. And luckily the next day they were able to do it was a few weeks later, happened to be on my birthday again. Uh, we had a bunch of people drop out because the timing didn't work. A whole bunch of new people came in. And also in that gap, uh, a very uh, interesting thing happened. I was uh, golfing with a stranger. And uh-huh. I had talked about as doing this golf outing. And he said, well, I just sold my company. And I'm looking at my wife, we want to, we want to, you know, you know, give to some organization. And, and I talked about Make-A-Wish and he gifted us some stock and they didn't really know how to handle the stock. I remember dealing with Jane and they had to, I, I think the rule was they had to immediately divest it for the funds, but there was a glitch. They didn't know how to do it. We didn't know how to do it. It was a new thing. And they held on to the stock for about a month. And in that month, it like doubled and tripled in prices. And, wow. and anyway, that, that that year we we had a like a really significant uh <laughs> amount of, of money coming in. But my my I think my my um thinking was always is trying to get products from the toy industry i'd give away the goodie bags many of the people golfing had young kids and we gave away these goodie bags and i always said we're going to be generous to everybody coming they're spending you know some hundreds of dollars i want them to feel like like they really got something great and in return there'll be generosity coming back and i i think that um that really worked it really worked nicely and we ran the event for a number of years uh we ended up moving to a beautiful course near my home named Warpoo Country Club. And uh, uh, President Clinton lives in the same town as me in Chappaqua. And through an acquaintance, I, I reached out to him and said, why don't, why don't you come? This was the ninth year of the event. And lo and behold, he showed up for our after party. I don't know if you were there that year. I, I was uh, not there, but I, I've seen the photos of this <laughs> yeah. uh, this appearance by Bill Clinton, which is wild, you know, because, um, you know, we always hear Chappaqua and Bill Clinton and, you know, kind of yeah. those connected. And when you have an event, a, such a local event like your event and then have so, the former president of the United States, you know, <laughs> be there. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And we always try to keep it a community event. I reached everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really became, uh, you know, really like a a summer event that people actually, you know, planned around to some degree. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, then the, the next year was our 10th year. And I think every, every year it was getting a little bit more exciting, a little more interesting. And then uh, President Clinton came, and then uh, I, I felt it was kind of jumping the shark, that expression where the 10th year, everybody was going, is, is President Clinton coming? Is so-and-so? And they were expecting so much. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, it, uh, I felt it was, it was time. And also, as you mentioned earlier, some of the other events started popping up, a lot of other um, similar kind mm-hmm. of fundraising of events. Uh, 
support. We started it. We were really one of the only ones, if not the only one. Yep. And uh, for several years, I think we were the you know the biggest um, contributor in funds to the chapter. I believe. I think Jane Sherman told me that. Yes, that's true. And during so, that period of time. You guys, you, you that's why I was saying it was a cornerstone event for us. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because your event, all those people that we used to support it, when we established our golf four wishes, which is our internal mm-hmm. golf right. event, you know, even though your event kind of um didn't disappear, but you know, you kind of took a step back, you still continue to support and all and all your supporters continue to support the chapter, but just under the umbrella of the golf for wishes you know event which is really remarkable that you know just how things how quickly things can evolve um and you know i don't want to bury the lead here because you mentioned something really fun which is your company next toy um you know it's this is not a little little toy company i mean you have some really awesome toys that if you mention if you could run down some of your your key <laughs> okay. you know toys because people don't realize you know they see you know for example the you know, the one I always think about, which is the crocodile dentist, you know, game, yeah, uh, you know, which is one of my favorites. But you have a bunch Chicago. that most people have grown up on. They know about. I mean, share with our listeners a little bit of, yeah. of that, because that's really. I really will. Cool. But before before that, yeah. I, I, I found this. So hey. this was, so this for was our listeners, our Bob is holding that up was... a really fun picture of a program from his golf outing and a picture of him with President Bill Clinton. Which is the picture that I was referring to? That's so cool. <laughs> That's one sure, of them. For our listeners, we'll be sure to share a link in the show notes to that photo, so you guys can take a look at it as well. And then, and and then Jane, Jane gave me this. We still haven't. Uh, it's still, it's still full. Wow. And that was that was the logo we created. Uh, I said, alligators and crocodiles have been very good to us over the years. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned some of our toys. So we are we are a little toy company. But we, uh, our our partners are big, yes. And and we've been very fortunate um, to have. I, I started in the industry very young. It's it's now much more of a big business industry. But I, I came in at the right time. So, um, so some of our products are like you mentioned, Crocodile Dentist and Gator Golf. Those are our. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have that logo. Um, I uh, we have a very popular puzzle worldwide named Ken Ken. It's in the New York Times every day. Um, Which, by the way, to our listeners, you know, Bob hosted a Ken Ken tournament for the chapter maybe like five or six years ago uh, about. And it was really, really popular. I mean, it was it was great. We had a huge turnout. Um, yes. and did really, really well. And, and, and I didn't realize how huge, I actually still have that pin that was being given out at your event. Uh, oh, good. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, this is a, a world, a global, globally known game, uh, which is pretty yeah, it's, awesome. It's, it's the, yeah, it's, it's the, well, Sudoku is the one everybody knows, but we're the, we're the fastest growing puzzle in the world. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we're a long ways from Sudoku, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I would say we're the largest branded because we own the intellectual property. Sudoku is a public domain property and it's worldwide uses numbers. So there's no language, no age, gender or, or words. So, so it's uh, everybody in the world is potentially a customer. That's awesome. And, uh, and it's, it's quite popular. And then, uh, 
And then this year, uh, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're doing, you know, well, uh, we have a few products every year. We have a, uh, a new product we're very excited about and it's getting nominated for a lot of industry, uh, recognition, um, uh, call, and it's Spirograph. Do you remember uh, Spirograph when you were a kid? Yeah. So we we brought it into the uh, into the modern age with with electronics, where we animate you you use it like a regular Spirograph, and using a, a patented strobe lighting technique, it actually uh, animates whatever drawing you have. So wow. It's, so it's called a Spirograph animator. That's a uh, that's very, really uh, cool yeah it's very very nice so so that's what we you know that's what we do we try to come up with a few new products every year and um and it's toy industry has been been good to us and and it's actually very much the reason i got involved with make-a-wish because at the time uh i said we had this hit product gated golf i felt very fortunate after a bunch of you know lean times i guess and we wanted to give back a little but i wanted it to be a children's charity and then i learned about make a wish from a business colleague's wife who told me about up in massachusetts it was a company named milton bradley some people may remember oh yeah i recall that <laughs> Milton Bradley, come on! This is uh, you know. Well, they don't they don't use that name anymore. They, know, it's called it, Hasbro Games, but right. uh, yeah, it was Milton Bradley at the time. It was a big customer of ours, and and she told me uh, about what Make a Wish really was. I had heard the name, uh, or you know, heard the term and knew vaguely what it was, and she explained it in more detail. And I said, "Wow, that really resonated with me because." It was a children's charity, yet I could designate um, funds or, or you know, uh, um, donations specifically to specific wishes rather mm -hmm. than the money being tied up in various overheads. I was always very wary about it. You always read things in the paper. I think uh, one of the other big charities was going through a, like kind of a scandal at the time. And and I really liked that I could I could look at these specific wishes and we and we used it in our golf outing mm -hmm. and we said if somebody wants these these wishes were highlighted that particular year and you could buy a quarter wish a half wish or a full wish and it it worked I mean it 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 worked and and, and uh, it works for you know donors like yourself and those that supported your event because. What you're referring to is what we used to call our Adopt-A-Wish program, which we now call Fund-A-Wish. And based on how much the event is slated to raise, depending on the threshold of monies raised, it gives you the opportunity to kind of, to, for us to be able to present to you as a, as a organizer or host of the event, a wish that's being covered as a result or underwritten um, you know, because of the funds that you're raising. So because your event was raising so much money, we uh, absolutely were linking and connecting you with wishes that that worked, you know, that matched, you know, what your interests were, wishes that a lot of times were from Chappaqua or were from, you know, the surrounding area mm -hmm. that also helped make it a little bit closer to home. Um, so, 
you know, for those that are listening, you know, you can host an event and based on how much you think you, you may be able to raise, you know, you can work with our community outreach coordinator, Claire, and kind of figure out, you know, whether or not it reaches that threshold to have a, a wish like, you know, so-and-so, um, you know, that can be kind of connected to your event. So that's, that's really something to be clarified for those that are, that are listening, um, because that's something that's great. I mean, you know, you can't have make a wish without toys because toys are, you know, the, <laughs> it's just something we do, you know, it's part of a, it's, it's our icebreaker gifts that we give when we first visit wish yeah. kids, we're always bringing toys. It, kids will always be happy with a toy. Um, especially if it's unique to their personality, things that they enjoy. And that's why having, you know, toy donations given to us throughout the year. I know you have donated toys in the past as well, um, to the chapter, for for that specific use um so you know again i mean there people sometimes don't realize the impact that they can have in the community um with the resources that they already have at their disposal and something it it could be something very simple as a brand new toy uh, you know that you just purchased from a store one toy can be an enhancement for a wish child or their sibling because we also give um toys to the siblings as well when we first visit them so that's something again most people don't also know so switching gears a little bit because that kind of brings me to the next part of your journey in your connection with make wish which is being part of our board at what point did you decide or think to yourself you know i'm having this impact as a volunteer as a chapter supporter as a major donor um now I'm interested in possibly helping the chapter as a board member. How did that first get presented to you? And, and kind of what was your first kind of foray into that? Okay. Well, you know, I got a call from uh, Jane Sherman and with Ken Mahoney, who I'd started getting friendly with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we agreed to meet for coffee and I think we met at a Starbucks and they, and they, presented that to me and it was out of left field. I, I didn't know what the responsibilities were. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was like, uh, uh, didn't, I guess I wasn't sure if, if I was worthy of what they wanted and, and other kind of, uh, you know, uh, questions <laughs> that, that you have, you know, when, when something new pops up and they convinced me to, to become part of it. I felt like yeah, maybe I had something to contribute. Uh, I'd been involved. I loved the organization. Um, I remember actually going to one of the, I think it was a donor dinner or, or some event and meeting Tom Conklin for the first time. Right. And, and uh, he was very impressive from the get-go, I'll say. And uh, anyway, came on. Um, I reached out to John Crabtree of the Kittle House sometime around that time. Uh, it allowed me to get. That's one of the great things, actually, of being on the board. Are the is the network and and the communication and the friendships that have been made. Um, and you know, Kittle House was a local restaurant and. I didn't know from it. I went there early on for the golf outing, asking them if they donate something for our raffle. And it was like, oh yeah, no problem. You know, and it was like generous. I, I was like startled. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, like like how how welcoming they were to the idea. Right. And then they did it a couple of years and then I got to know John a little bit and suggested it. And he came on the board 
And um, I mean, let, let's put it in context for our listeners, because you're mentioning a few uh, important people in our chapter history. You're talking about Ken Mahoney, who who uh, is the head of uh, Mahoney Asset Management, which is you know well known in, with with WHUD, and he has he comes on on CNBC a lot. He, he's he's really well known in the financial yes. world. And then you have John Crabtree, who owns Crabtree's Kittle House, also located in Chappaqua, and he's also like a stalwart of the community too, you know, just a, a huge fixture oh, there. Boy. Been part of our, our our board forever, just as long as you. I mean, and, and now knowing that you're the one that helped kind of bring him on is, is pretty amazing. I mean, he supports us even like yourself, even till today, because he supports us through our donor dinner. Um, we've hosted, he's hosted us for staff, you know, uh, holiday lunches and stuff. I mean, it's, he's really been extremely supportive. Yeah, he's extraordinarily, extraordinarily generous uh, yeah. to the chapter and support of and i really have so much respect for you know what he's done all of you guys are such pillars of our of our chapter history because within like you said a network the board brought you guys together in a lot of ways but also your network expanded as a result and you brought in mm-hmm. continue to bring in the next generation of board members it's pretty amazing Bob, when you think about it right that's it's it's really that's I really um, touch with many of the people and uh, continue to be so. So yeah, great. absolutely. So kind of switching gears again, you know, we're going to go now into what we call our shooting star segment, which is a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind. And I know Uh-oh. some of the questions are kind of, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit tough to pick, but you know, you've been with our chapter for over two decades in a variety of different roles. What would you say is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory? Um, I think it's both uh, my wife and I were one of the early, you know, gala um, honorees. And I, you know, that was a real privilege and an honor. And, and I, of course, the, the President Clinton episode getting a, you know, world leader <laughs> yeah. to come to a, lo- to a local event. Uh, I, I, w- I would say those I have. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, there was an event down at the uh, near the River Market that's uh, associated with the Kittle House, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I forgot the name of the place it was right behind it, and uh, this always struck me as very funny. But uh, um, John Crabtree's partner Glenn, I was in there, and I'm vegetarian, and and the food selections weren't so vegetarian. <laughs> And, and Glenn went, hold on. And he had pizzas made for me and delivered right from his restaurant around the corner. So look I, at that. I, I, I thought that was very uh, funny. Believe, memory. And, and believe it or not, now they have pizza there all the time. So yeah. you may have been the one. They have a special of, oven. Yeah. No, no. He, <laughs> they had just got in the oven. And I was like, uh, oh, there's not that much to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'm going to take care of it. That's and, awesome. Uh, it was pretty, it's, that's a pretty funny memory. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned, I have a lot of good memories. That's awesome. Uh, but you mentioned that, you know, with your event that you hosted and then obviously over the years, you know, involved with uh, as a, as a board member, you know, your hands and your ears have been, you know, around wishes, you know, and all during all that time, is there a particular wish that kind of stands out over all those years that, when you think of make a wish, you kind of immediately go to that wish for whatever reason. Um, yeah, there's a couple. There was um, 
and this is some local. We we built a playhouse for a young girl in the neighborhood. But but another one um, was a family that that had means. Um, their son was playing on one of the sports teams with one of my kids, and he came and he and he was diagnosed with lymphoma, and. And the and I had mentioned we can do a wish, and the family felt like they would be taking a, a money or funds or a wish from somebody else, and that they didn't really need that. And we continued speaking with them. Uh, uh, you know, the organization. I'm sure, like Denise and and others, who's, who's also one of one of my favorite people in the world. Um, and we spoke to them, we explained, it's really not like that. And it's also a chance that the, you know, the kid can give back, you know, all the attention is on him and he's got siblings and the family and, he, and it's a way he can do something maybe for the entire family. Um, he, he selected, he was a big, uh, even though he lived in New York, he was a big Red Sox fan. And, oh, man. and and he, I think he was Kurt Schilling. He met and went to the Red Sox and had had experience with that with the family. And but that was a real eye opener because you didn't. I I saw the the machinations in the head. You know what goes on in the family and and thinking that they you know they shouldn't do it and and how the organization really influenced them. What it what it was really about, right. and I think it's that family and the child is thriving. Last I heard, but that that is one of the family's, you know, most wonderful memories. You know, so that's awesome. So, and, so and I would say that. And what advice would you give to someone in the community who is interested in volunteering with our chapter um, and wants to, you know, donate? potentially to make Wish Hudson Valley, what would you share with them as a way to kind of, you know, what you've been doing all these years, you know, bringing in people into our network of the, the Hudson Valley family, you know, what would you share with them? I, I think it's a way of seeing the, like the direct reaction and the direct response, the, the actual uh, experience, uh, uh, you know, in, in a hard form. It's not, it's not throwing money somewhere and you don't know where it goes. You can actually, you know, feel it, touch it, breathe it, live it mm-hmm. with them. And and I, I don't think there's any substitute for that. I, I think that's, uh, you know, really what it's about, these experiences or, or these uh, dreams get filled. That's true. And I have the last question for you. And I know I saved this one for last because I know it was a tough one in our in our pre, in our pre-chat before the uh, the podcast. But to remind our listeners, if you could have a wish, what would it be? And we have five formal wish categories, which are to go, to be, to meet, to have, and to give. So out of those five formal categories, Bob, what wish would you want to have? Well, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I, I I would like to meet Steve Martin or uh, Bruce Springsteen or something, hey. but 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 really it comes down to to give, and um, and it would you know or it may, maybe it's like a a, a have given and a have which I w- what I would love is to have 
access to an airplane that was completely, uh, uh, you know, uh, supported with all the latest medical equipment and can supply a family because I know that's always an ongoing issue, getting mm -hmm. families to Disney or wherever the trips are. And, and then to give that <laughs> would yeah. be uh, probably my top wish if I had to do something, you know, I mean, that's, listen, that I, sounds I, really I, cool. I, I mean, we haven't had anybody <laughs> share something like that where they're thinking, you know, they want to have like a medical prop. Medically know, equipped. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. really interesting. I mean, and, and that is one of the biggest challenges we do have for many of our kids who are very medically compromised um, and, and possibly a medical plane would, would help assist with something like that. So that's a really cool and really kind way of using this possible wish, you know, is, is by giving Ooh. it right back to the the kids that you've been supporting for over two decades and um and again we can't thank you enough for finding us you know and and for walking into danny's <laughs> cheese shop for for a bagel that morning and seeing that flyer on the wall that invited you that kind of got you started with make wish i mean it's really serendipitous how some of these things work out right it's just unbelievable well and and i feel so welcomed i mean you have a leader in tom conklin that is maybe the greatest leader that I've seen uh, and experienced, uh, whether personal business or whatever, and the support with yourself and Denise and the Make-A-Wish volunteers, or, you know, Tom, everybody over the years. Yeah. So, so uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing organization. And I think the Hudson Valley chapter, which you're part of, is, is the cream of the crop from what I've seen too. Special thanks to, to, to Bob for joining us today on the Wish House podcast and for sharing how Make-A-Wish has touched his life in a deep and meaningful way over all these years. And yes, it has. Yeah. And thank you so much, Bob, for everything. Thank you, Abe. It's been a pleasure. Thank awesome. you. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.